You're listening to 1881, powered by the American Hereford Association and part of the Hereford Network. Here's your host, Shane Bedwell. Welcome back to another episode of 1881. This is your host, Shane Bedwell, again. And folks, we're, we're at the end of the year almost, and uh, what an exciting, fun year it's been here at the American Hereford Association, and uh, certainly... Uh, we've uh, enjoyed this podcast. Honestly, it's uh, exceeded our expectations and the amount of reach and uh, the folks that we've been able to touch. And uh, we've enjoyed the feedback. And uh, it's really been fun uh, to share stories uh, of our great uh, history and tradition and our our breeders that have been a part of this and some of the programs and research that we've uh had uh, going on and uh, what we will continue to do here at the association. And so uh, thank you for joining in and listening. Our uh, coverage of the annual meeting, I hope uh, you have found valuable and it's been uh, fun to get back in and dig maybe a little bit deeper than what we've even done uh, at the annual meeting and uh, listen to some of those presenters. And we certainly appreciate them joining us uh on our podcast and want to wish uh, them as well as you a happy uh, Merry Christmas here as, as we go forward uh, here and, and celebrate uh, the, the season here. So uh, with that, we thought it was only fitting that we wrap up an outstanding year and have uh, Mr. Jack Ward back on. Uh, we did a podcast uh, to kick off uh, our inaugural 1881 podcast uh, last April. And uh, we thought, well, we we started in a good place with uh, Jack. Let's let's end and, and make uh, another podcast uh, of a recap. So, Jack, welcome back to the podcast. Well, thank you, Shane. And uh, it uh, has been a lot of fun uh, listening uh, to you and and your guests. Uh, and frankly, we didn't know where this was going to go when we started back in the spring. And uh, uh, it's grown, and it's been a lot of fun to travel around the country and listen to people, uh, uh, how much they have enjoyed it, uh, listening uh, to about the history of the breed, you know, the excitement of some of our past uh, folks and breeders uh, from uh, Glenn Klippenstein to Mark uh, Cooper, Jack Holden, telling us a little bit about the history. And, and then, uh, well, you know, I so enjoyed the, the session with uh, Jim Birdwell and listening about his story and, and what you've done to recap the annual meeting. So my compliments to you and uh, Taylor Bell and, and all of you. It's, it's been a huge uh, success, and I appreciate everything you're doing. Certainly appreciate it. And, uh, you know, I think uh, today, you know, I – and those of those folks that, uh, you know, have listened in bits and pieces to the different podcasts and, you know, maybe weren't at the annual meeting, you know, I, I, I think here's kind of a, some time where we can kind of share, you know, what, what's been a great year and, uh, kind of recap it. And, um, uh, you know, we're certainly excited about what the board's challenged us, uh, with and what, uh, we would have put together in the spring, uh, with their guidance and, uh, Kevin Oshner and Tom Field, but it's our strategic plan. It's exciting and it's robust. And so why don't you share with our listeners, uh, what, what that act exactly is. Kevin was on earlier, but, uh, you know, your vantage point, you know, and from your viewpoint, uh, what are you looking forward to about this strategic plan? 
Yeah, Shane, you know, it It really was. Uh, I think it is a very exciting plan. You mentioned that. Uh, I, I believe this is the fourth one I've been a part of since uh, being at the association, and, and each one of them takes on a little bit of a different look, as it should, uh, because it's, uh, it's a plan looking to the future and where Hereford needs to be. But it's taking some of, of, some of the uh, challenges and, and uh, some of the accomplishments from the past and building on them and, and moving forward. And, and it really is a process. I mean, it took us uh, basically uh, a year plus uh, to put it all together. And, and we did take a little different approach this time. If, if those of you were with us at the annual meeting in uh, 2021, uh, we, we had uh, Tom Field come in and, and give a presentation and talk a little bit about what the procedure was going to be uh, for the development of our strategic plan. And then in uh, the year later, in, in 2022, we had Kevin Oshner come and kind of uh, uh, give you a, a presentation on what we did, the process it was. So where I was headed with this, we, we had two, for lack of a better word, two facilitators through this uh, strategic plan with Kevin and Tom. And, and I thought it was a very interesting approach that the board challenged and liked the approach that we were going to take. Uh, both of these gentlemen are are very familiar with strategic planning processes uh, across all different uh, parts of the ag industry, and, and they each bring, a, in my opinion, a little different flavor to the table to help us out. And, and it was an exciting process, and it started off, uh, obviously, with just sitting down and kind of creating the plan uh, over a year ago and then uh, doing extensive survey work. And, and that included uh, survey work of some key industry people uh, from all parts of the industry, from food service to retail to the feedlots, the packers, commercial uh, producers, uh, and, uh, and also a, a member survey. And uh, some of this survey work was done one-on-one uh, -on -one in, in groups. Uh, I say one-on-one. -on -one, some of them was done one-on-one. -on -one. A little bit was done from a regional group standpoint. And then, obviously, the member survey was uh, through online. And we had tremendous participation in all parts of it. Um, and it was very interesting to read the results uh, that uh, Tom and Kevin put together for us. And um, it kind of gave an outline of to present to the board uh, to where we needed to go. And then, of course, this spring, uh, it was a very uh, um, strong meeting and uh, listening to uh, 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 Jonathan Jenkinson from Bear. Uh, uh, that uh, the plant science part and talk about some of the struggles and some of the similarities in terms of struggle between the, the various ag groups. And then we had a representative from Maiden Marketing uh, come in and talk about some of the consumer trends and their beliefs. And so it was a very comprehensive survey information. A lot of documents were read and presented to the board. Uh, and then uh, the board got into it uh, very deep and strong. And, and certainly uh, the process uh, of the strategy was beginning to develop back in, in April. And then uh, after the board uh, uh, came up uh, with the various uh, 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 strengths and weaknesses, opportunities, uh, challenges, if you will. Uh, we worked with Kevin and Tom as a staff to kind of identify some areas, and uh, the development of the plan was uh, in full force 
uh, through June, May and June, and, and then presented uh, in somewhat of a final form to the board in, in our August uh, summer meeting and uh, voted on and supported. And, and then uh, uh, the final documents put uh, were put together uh, uh, with these uh, uh, five um, core strategies. Uh, there's some very in-depth initiatives underneath those core strategies. And and frankly, Shane, as you know, uh, I believe this is the second one now that you've been a part of. We take this strategy, uh, the strategic plan in this office very seriously. Uh, we use it as a roadmap. Uh, we use it uh, as a report card, so to speak, on, on things that we get accomplished and what we need to do. And uh, the interesting part of a strategic plan, and obviously it gives us focus here, um, at the office and, and where we need to uh, put our resources and not only from financially, but time. Uh, but it, it's a, it's a process that uh, the membership has to be involved in. Uh, it's, it's uh, for this breed to continue to grow its efforts from all of us. And so I'm excited about it. Uh, if you haven't had a chance to review the strategic plan, you can find it online. Uh, if you would like to have a hard copy of the, of the, uh, uh, of the book that we put out during the annual meeting, just let us know here at the office and we'll send that to you. And honestly, I would encourage uh, all of you to get back. And if you haven't, uh, listen to the podcast that uh, Shane put together with our, our guest speakers through the educational forum. And uh, Kevin will outline uh, at the beginning of that uh, uh, the, strate- the strategic plan, but also uh, those other speakers were very uh, – very instrumental in what we feel like is some of the topics and some of the things that we're going to cover over the next uh, few years. So it was a it was a big process, but I think it's a good plan. Uh, it gives us a, a very uh, distinct roadmap of where we need to go, and and uh, frankly, I'm kind of excited already. We've we've uh, sat down as a staff, and and I think we've got things going in the right direction already. Yeah, you've definitely uh, challenged us to get it going, and uh, you know it's a, it is a five year plan, but uh, we've got several things in the hopper already here for 2023, and so uh, it's it's been fun to get around a table and uh, utilize the talent that we have here in the office to to see how we can get some of this uh, accomplished, and so anything specific, Jack, that you really stands out to you about this strategic plan that. Uh, None of it's really necessarily new. Maybe it's a, a different spin. But what uh, what's really energized you um, about this plan that you think can really make a difference? Well, I think that's an interesting uh, question, uh, Shane. And and frankly, I think you you've already pointed on it. Uh, even though it's it has a little different face of itself, the you know creating demand for Hereford influence cattle and finding uh, where we can continue to see growth. Uh, within the commercial industry, feedlot and packing industry is is uh, is core to everything that we do. Uh, obviously, uh, 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 providing the member services in terms of registry work and genetic evaluation has to be a big component of it. Uh, I'm I'm very excited because even though there's not a specific part of a core strategy. Uh, in here related to what we're going to do from a communications and marketing standpoint, every one of these initiative or every one of these core strategies will have a communications and marketing portion to it. And, and I'm excited because we have a, a, an excellent team in here to get that uh, pulled off. And, you know, I was chatting with, uh, 
uh, a breeder here just the other day he called in and we were kind of reviewing what we were doing. And, and one of the things I find very interesting about this in the past, we have really focused on one of our core strategies to continue to grow our junior program, which is, which is an incredible program. But I felt like it was interesting this time that we took a little different approach as, as that core strategy is outlined as to build a pipeline of future leaders. Mm-hmm. And, and that, uh, that takes into account that junior program and those uh, leadership and education opportunities there. But I think, Shane, you know, and we, we had a, a really good discussion about this a few days ago, um, we, we really want to work and continue to work on, on that group that, and get them all back involved in, into the, the, to the Hereford breed and not only being breeders but spokespeople. And so we're going to do even a little more focus on that group uh, just outside the uh, parameters of the junior program and as, as they build themselves into, uh, uh, through the college years and coming back to the ranches. So I'm excited about that portion yeah, of it. Focus on the young breeders yep. and, uh, yep. you know, what they can, uh, benefit from and get them together and get them thinking and Absolutely. moving forward. And who knows what can happen, That's but, right. uh, it, uh, that, that is going to be, uh, certainly a fun, uh, project to tackle and you hit on something there jack and i i think uh you know people get the hereford world they see our hereford headlines that goes out uh twice a month but uh you hit on something i think part of this year that's been an exciting recap that kind of interweaves in this is a bunch of new hires and a bunch of good hires right so yeah. you know you talked about feeder calf uh placement and marketing you know jake dross joined the team that's right you know, from the Northwest, and uh, that was a, a new initiative supported by the board to, to help uh, place more feeder cattle and uh, feed yards or backgrounds or different places where folks need some help. And so Jake's been a great addition, and then we've added, you know, Taylor Bell Matheny. We've added uh, Kelsey um, Veraska to the team, and then Bailey Lewis and HPI. And so, I mean, it just uh, – it just keeps coming. Uh, Talena and Ashley down in records, uh, a bunch of, bunch of new faces here in the office. And, you know, you've, you've managed folks a long time here at this association, but, uh, it, it, it seems we have a good vibe right now going on. Yeah, I, I, uh, absolutely totally agree with what you're saying, Shane, and you've heard that from me in several cases as we talk around the country. Uh, I am excited about the staff and, and, and we, we had to be, uh, in my opinion, as as we went through over the years, uh, things and to- times and things change. Our focus is is the same, uh, literally kind of the same as you mentioned. As we got into the core strategy of increasing the value and the demand for Hereford genetics, but how we go about that and and how how we approach that can be changed just a little bit. And and I think back when you and I first spoke on the very first podcast, we we talked about you mentioned. Kelsey uh, in here is our new video specialist. And back when I came to Hereford in 2003, I think we talked about who would have thought that we would be hiring our own video specialist, right? And and uh, frankly, we'll probably be looking more that way and, and, and uh, 
what we're doing and, and with the technology today, the approach of marketing and communications, our ability to, to take our team and send them somewhere and immediately have something uh, that helps promote the breed and, and the breeders uh, is, is really priceless. Mm-hmm. And uh, this talent uh, in these young folks, you, you mentioned the three or four within the office, but you also talked about this young man on the West Coast, uh, uh, Jake Drop. That we we are we're exploring a new opportunity there, if you will. It's never been done, in my opinion, uh, in in the beef breed uh, association business, where we we are supporting a young man whose dream is to become a, a feeder calf procurement guy and and make a living in this business. And and uh, we're so excited to have him on the team. He's he's very positive about Hereford and Hereford Genetics. He's doing a good job getting his feet wet out there. And, and he has access uh, to some of the very largest uh, feed yards and, mm-hmm. and feeder calf procurement uh, people out there. So it is – it's a new – frontier, so to speak. And and I'm excited that we've taken a little different uh, road, if you will, uh, to get us into promotion of Hereford cattle. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I am, as you know, Shane, I talk about a lot. I'm very excited about this team. Very proud of them for sure. Well, and, and, and I didn't mean to leave them out, but I kind of did it intentionally. Uh, we got all this great stuff going on and we got some of the best people to to write about it, right? <laughs> so you got Wes Ishmael, uh, Sidney right, Shive. You know, right, we've got an editorial right, team now that's right. just knocking out of the park uh, with the Hereford yeah. World, and we've got these inserts, right? Uh, that's right. that people can look forward to. Uh, we're going to do a little more marketing and regional yeah. marketing, and we've got a pilot program started here in the Northwest uh, that's specific to the commercial cattlemen, and uh, we're we're really put together uh, uh, a, a strategic intent right to go full force here it is and and i think shane um again i've I've had some great conversations with people uh over the last few months and after our strategic plan and i think we all know that no matter where you are uh in this country and uh uh, what your focus is big breeders small breeders uh, whatever that could be the message has to be uh similar and in terms of promoting the breed uh, from a commercial standpoint, and and I think you you have been spot on. You know, we were challenged uh, uh, through a strategic planning session with Mark Core and some of the industry leaders in the area of communications uh, to look outside the box and what we do, uh, and thus we've already talked about a video specialist, and and uh, then we we focused on our on our commercial uh, issue in the Hereford world, right? And uh, if you've seen uh, or, or looked closely at the tabloid issue, uh, the paper that goes to 10 to 15,000 commercial producers around the country, the sole focus in that paper is is the value of Hereford genetics in, in the commercial side or the feedlot or the packer level. We've totally focused on that. So you can you can use this as an example because there there's a little bit of a struggle of how you make that happen uh, when you, you have to use the Hereford world to uh, inform the membership of the activities going on. So the, the annual meeting is a perfect example. It was always part of uh, the October issue of the Hereford world. It has to be, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's uh, the agenda for the, for the meeting itself, uh, um, 
It talks about uh, the candidates. There's question and answer informing the list of delegates. Those are things that have to happen. And yet those things aren't necessarily uh, relevant to the commercial producers out there that the tabloid goes. So mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. we were able to do with the help of our staff, uh, Wes leading leading the charge, uh, as you mentioned, um, was to build this insert uh, that we could put in this uh, – tabloid issue and send that only to uh, the membership. And then the rest of the commercial industry was able to get the tabloid uh, in in a normal form uh, where it was talking about uh, the projects, the research, the value of Hereford Genetics, allowing our breeders to advertise their bull sales uh, to those commercial producers. So there there was a change that we made within the last year. And um, you know, I, I I I can't tell you what an addition, as you mentioned, uh, our two editors and working alongside Katie uh, Miller there in Indiana. So we went from uh, one editor to a team of editors mm-hmm. with a various focus. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wes uh, kind of leading the charge as our executive editor, editor, but focusing mostly on the commercial side, and then uh, Sydney and and Katie doing their work uh, in in more of the glossy side of the Hereford world. So. Uh, it is. It, as you mentioned, it just kind of, as we talk here, it's it's just a good recollection of what we did over yep. the course of last year and a half. Absolutely. So if you haven't caught on yet, um, I hope your December Hereford world has found your mailboxes because exactly what we're talking about is the 1881 yeah. booklet. Yeah. All right. And it's packaged. It was a ride along in the December Hereford world and it. It does a beautiful job. Uh, Wes and Taylor Bell would organize this and put it together, but it really uh, summarizes uh, the beginning, uh, current happenings of our research and our projects that we're working on that is absolutely documented Hereford's advantage, whether it be in the feed yard, whether it be in the pasture, whether it be in the mama cow. It is filled with information to arm our membership with tools and, and ways to put the hammer down and get after it, right? Uh, yeah, you couldn't have said it any better, Shane, and it is. I mean, we honestly, we could we could make this podcast go for two or three hours and talk about the— We can't do that, <laughs> though, right? Okay. Yeah, but, I got you. All right. Yeah, I got you. But it, it is— I've got him energized yeah. now. He's excited. <laughs> yeah. But it is. It's good because, uh, as you know, we challenged everybody that was at the annual meeting uh, to take that and read it. And, and we've talked a little bit about already what the consistent message has to be. And there will be bits and pieces of that 1881 booklet that will be so important for you to understand and to be able to share and to sit down with your potential customers, your current customers, and talk about the value of, of a Hereford bull or Hereford genetics within the commercial uh, cow herd. And, you know, I think it leads off that book, if I remember right, it talks about a historic opportunity, right? And Here we are. Here we are. Uh, you know, cow numbers are going to be at, a, at an all-time low, right, because of some of the drought. Uh, unfortunately, as we're sitting here today, there's there's a lot of people getting moisture in a way that, that maybe is a little tougher on them through snow or this or that. But the rain through the southwest, this cow herd is going to grow back. Yep. And, and I think, Shane, you know as well as I do, um, 
we we know there's an opportunity there. That that F1 female, whether it be a black or red baldy, if you're in the Gulf Coast with some of the Boss Indicus cross cattle, they they can solve so many problems that commercial cattlemen have, and they're so versatile and so unique. And then, I mean, we could talk a little bit. Uh, we could go further into this and talk about our our work in terms of sustainability and mm-hmm. and the different pillars a part of that and and. Even though sustainability gets everybody worked up because they 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 have a different meaning maybe, but in in our office, you know this as well as I do, we look at sustainability in a lot of different ways, and one of those ways is how do we continue uh, to utilize or help producers utilize Hereford genetics to stay profitable, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And that's the key uh, yep. to sustainability right off. Yep. So. Yep. So a uh, huge opportunity that you, you said in front of everybody. And I mean, the, the Hereford influence female is well documented and, uh, the membership, uh, and I think, uh, your customers specifically, uh, you know, uh, the cow herd definitely got better, you know, in the last drought where we saw the, the mass exodus of cows, uh, because of the drought and, uh, you know, everybody got better. It seemed, uh, we moved the needle. And, uh, we see this same happening again. And, uh, I think it's time, uh, that, uh, folks come home to Hereford. They, they realize uh, what they've lost in terms of, uh, feet and legs, doing ability, docility, fertility, longevity. Oh my gosh, we can go on forever. Okay. But, uh, you know, the, the, the industry needs these Hereford cattle, and we don't have it all fixed yet perfectly, but that's what this strategic plan, we're going we're gonna to circle around some of the areas where we need to work on, but the, the, the basis, the extra pounds that you get are all right here for the taking, and uh, I think you said it really well that it's, it's all of us working together with this. That 1881 book was to get a common messaging out there for all of us to kind of be sharing and, and working forward here in this next bull sale season. And, uh, you know, one of the key things I like about this strategic plan, there should be no reason why we shouldn't have a set of Hereford influence females at every event or bull sale or activity that we're doing to show the product, right? We've got 150, 200 bulls for sale that we're going to market. Why not have a group of, 20, 30, 250, whatever you want to bring your customers into, show them the product. It's mm-hmm. right there. Mm-hmm. And uh, these females are going to be in demand more than they ever have. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. It, it, super yeah. exciting. No, it is, Shane, and, and you touched on it. And, and I think you know me. I, I've challenged uh, some of our breeders already. In my opinion, it's not even just the female side. But we know we, we, can, we can document the value of Hereford genetics in terms of profitability in the feedlot and, and the packers. So these, these same seed stock producers have done a wonderful job of focusing on traits of economic value and importance for the producers. Uh, we need to continue to, to, to stand up on, on the on the stump and brag about uh, the profitability of these steers, steer mates to these females in the feed yard. And uh, there, there's, as you mentioned, there's always room for improvement in all of these areas. And, and we can never uh, sit around and be comfortable with this. But uh, there's, a, uh, there's a lot of good stories mm-hmm. here. And, and I think it is time to, to share those with, with the industry. 
So speaking of good stories, our uh, feed out program that uh, was started five, six, seven years ago now, holy Hannah, seven <laughs> years ago, we would have started this yeah. junior uh, steer shootout deal. And, uh, you know, now it's uh, turned into both a junior and adult feed out. And uh, those cattle just took delivery at HRC. Lee Mayo was on uh, several episodes ago and you, you got a taste of Lee and uh, what he can offer you there at hrc but man what are we 1200 head yeah showed up to the feedlot we're going to gather health data we're going to gather carcass data we're going to gather performance data those cattle are going to be genomically enhanced and what a outstanding database that we are building and we're going to build upon to be able to share uh where where we're great at where we're okay at and where we need to get better but that's yeah that's an awesome it is. Talk about, right? It really is, Shane, and and compliments to Trey and Lee, and and clear back to David Trowbridge and all the brain trust behind this program. And I think we all have a, a, a such a great feeling for it, and and we have seen it grow. And it it takes a little time, but it's beginning to to grow a mm-hmm. little bit more exponentially each mm-hmm. year, and that's exciting, mm-hmm. you know. And and I think one of the exciting parts of this is we've seen uh, breeders from multiple states commit uh, either half pins or full pins of cattle to capture the data. It goes back to what we just mentioned a few minutes ago. These seed stock producers need to be able to tout what their cattle can do. Right. And uh, I think this program is so important. You you can explain better than I the value of that real carcass data versus, uh, you know, that indicator trait of, of scanning, which has positioned us well and allowed us to make improvement in end product. But there's going to be – and. and and I know Lee made this comment on his his uh, podcast with you. There's nothing like real data, and uh, it's whether it's a, a yeah. half blood animal or not. These big data sets of capturing more carcass information and then feeding it through our genetic evaluation, it, it's all really exciting. And it is when when Trey came back here the other day and said there was 1,200 head. I'm not sure he had thawed out yet from getting those things processed <laughs> through through the feed. I got yard. the dirt cleaned <laughs> out of his ears yeah. from the 50 mile yeah. an hour wind. But, yeah, hey. but but to to him and to Lee and and I know there was a a couple of junior board members this time that showed up out there to help them process those cattle. Uh, it it is exciting and you can feel it uh, mm-hmm. brewing in the membership mm-hmm. for sure so i mean it, it, we're we're on the doorsteps of 2023 i mean what uh what are you looking forward to uh, the most uh, about this next year i mean uh we we've got some great things in the hopper uh research projects that you've heard a lot about that are that are going on i don't know as we need to just dive more into them i think we've covered them in our uh some of our other episodes that we've had. So I'd encourage you to go back and listen to some of that. But, uh, I mean, bull cell season's upon us. And, um, you know, the the genetic barometer, the feel for Hereford genetics uh, seem pretty good coming through the fall. So yeah. what do you see 2023 being like, Jack? Well, I, I am excited to see it. And, and, and as you know, um, I think it was really encouraging uh, because we talked about um, these females that were headed to the feed yard because of drought, uh, some cows that were being sold this fall, and yet our bull sales in some of those drought areas were extremely strong. Amazing. 
And uh, so that is very, very encouraging. Uh, Time will tell on 23, but, uh, you know, I I could go back through the litany of things that that has gone on here from the Youngstar test program to uh, whole herd reporting, uh, uh, Fed Steers shootout, the uh, implementation of, of weekly genetic evaluations to the addition of genotyping on and on and on that that breeders have committed themselves to make improvement mm-hmm. and and I think that has to continue to be the message and and listen it it's as you know Shane we we do discuss this we we've had a discussion in the boardroom before um what is you you have to listen to your customers because each one of them might have a little bit different need uh for their Hereford bull and their genetics and what they're trying to accomplish it's not a cookie cutter approach here but what we do in our job at the association is to provide you the tools mm-hmm. and and give you the tools to make those decisions but listen to your customers find out what they want and they need and where Hereford fits whether it's uh, building the female, as we talked about, if it's a little bit more focus on end product, uh, is it finding uh, those bulls that fit the fo- top uh, 5, 10, 15% for various traits, or is it a balance of things that we need to look at and stay away from some of the antagonisms that we have uh, as we chase some of those outliers? But at any rate, I- I'm excited to see it. I'm excited to see what the commercial producers are seeking, if you will. I think it's always uh, fun to see uh, what they are purchasing and where they're laying their money down in terms, if you if you will, for lack of a better way to describe it, on the Hereford genetics because uh, it's, it's fun to see. We personally have a great roadmap uh, for us here. As you mentioned, uh, we have had staff meetings and we're going to continue to push that. So that's exciting for me for 23 and beyond and uh, – yeah, so it's it does uh, keep you energized here. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah, and and I mean uh, AHA fiscally, I, I think's in a in a good spot, you know, where we can be uh, nimble. Yeah. And um, you know, when a project comes our way or an opportunity to collaborate with other breed associations, uh, jump in on a on an industry moving idea, then we're ready to do it. And so, That's right. you know, it's. Uh, uh, we're in a good spot, and I, th- I think that uh, that is that that makes you sleep better yeah. at night. I know it really does. Uh, we are financially uh, very healthy. I use the word healthy, and that's a good one. And and we've never had to to uh, to step away from a project that we needed from research or an investment we had to make to try and encourage. Uh, anything whatever department it might be from we've talked about the addition of of employees uh changing our focus a little bit uh you know we've done some things uh in certified hereford beef that i believe is positioning it in a very nice place and and uh so i I am. I'm excited. It, it's a, it's it's coming together. It has come together. It's not coming. It, it has come together, and I think uh, we've got a roadmap to continue on down on down the path. Very good. So, question off topic just a little bit. What is on Jack Ward's Christmas list here this year? <laughs> a week out from Christmas. Well, I'll tell you. I'm I'm excited. Uh, both of my sons. Of course, you know that my youngest son is close by, but both my sons will be in town for Christmas. So I'm excited about that. Uh, as uh, we we watch people, uh, Marianne and Marianne and I are very fortunate, and and. Uh, 
we do enjoy in uh, Christmas, um, our time together. Marion gets to go spend some time with her family, and that's that's good. My family's kind of gotten distributed around the country a little bit more. Um, but uh, goodness gracious, uh, a Christmas wish. Here it is. Okay. Right? Uh Purdue football winning their bowl game. What oh do you my. Think about that. Oh my. Huh? I should have known. <laughs> we folks, we, we, we can't. Our basketball team's already ranked number one. So I, I've heard that, <laughs> and we'll see how long it lasts. But folks, you need to understand this. Yeah. We cannot have a, a talk, and even a serious talk sometimes, without the mention of Purdue <laughs> Boilermakers. For yeah. so for all you Boilermakers out there. Your your own Jack Ward supports you yeah. day in, day out. You never have yeah. to worry about that. Yeah, Shane, but let's be very upfront and honest. Uh, the same could be said for a, uh, a K-State Wildcat in this office as well. Well, just for all of you uh, <laughs> folks out there, there are uh, 12 graduates that work at the American Erford <laughs> Association. <laughs> so just to put it in perspective, uh, you know, we don't need to brag a whole lot, but uh, here we are. So, here we are. you know, yeah. it is a, a, a fun time of the year. Uh, it's a special time of the year. I think it, uh, you know, it is a time where we've got to, we've got to be thankful for a lot of things. And, uh, you know, most of all, you know, it's, uh, you know, our, our Lord and Savior you know, allowed us to to get to this point and is going to allow us to continue uh, this great breed forward. So, um, you know, Merry Christmas uh, to to each and every one of you out there. Thank you for all the enduring uh, strength it takes throughout the year. And we're right in the middle of a massive blizzard that would have gone through a big uh, heartbeat of uh, our our membership. So, our thoughts, our prayers are within you, but uh, most of all, we we wish you a Merry Christmas. We hope you get to spend some time with your family and and celebrate the real reason for this season. So uh, we're looking forward to 2023, and um, uh, I've enjoyed the feedback. Uh, send it in, email, write it in, call it in, text it in, but also uh, available to you in the notes of your podcast channel will be an opportunity to you to write in uh, some topics uh, that you would like us to cover here in 2023 or folks that you would like to have on this podcast. So um, we've taken some good ideas. We've incorporated some of those ideas uh, in the podcast in 22, but uh, here's your opportunity. Let us know uh, what we can also share. And so with that, uh, we're going to sign off and we'll see you in 2023. Thanks for tuning in to the American Hereford Association's podcast, 1881, with host Shane Bedwell. For more information, visit hereford.org and make sure to subscribe to the podcast today.